All right, moving into hour number two, a tremendous Tuesday to you. Good morning, good afternoon. It is great to have you here. It's a three-hour program, and again, this is the start of Hour 2. Coming up in the last segment today, NFL Hall of Famer Troy Polamalu just had a conversation with former Alabama quarterback Greg McElroy. So right now, between that and Troy Polamalu, we are wide open. You want to hit me? 1-800-636-8686. We're talking about the natty, and I'm not done with that. I'm not going to move on move on from that just yet. So if you want to call and you want to share your opinion, either way, if you're a Michigan fan and you want to gloat and talk your junk, I'm here for it. If you're not a Michigan fan and you see it as tainted and you want to hang an asterisk on them, I'm here for that. Essentially, I'm here for all of it. So hit me up. In addition to that, and Husky fan, if you want to call up and share your thoughts, go ahead. Some other topics I want to hit on. Breaking news this morning, Mike Vrabel is not returning to the Titans. It's a big Vrabel house. That is not a positive development for the Hood. The Hood, as we know, does not want to leave the Patriots. I'll get into this later on. But at the start of the year, Bob Kraft made it real clear. We need to be in the playoffs. I need to see us get back to the playoffs. Not only did they not get back to the playoffs, they took a giant step backwards. They're one of the worst teams in the AFC. You know that's not okay with Kraft. So all of a sudden now, there's been this speculation, are they going to go their separate ways? Is Kraft going to break him off? And he'll do it ceremoniously and humanely if he does, but is he going to break him off? And then you get the speculation yesterday that maybe Josh McDaniels comes back. Maybe the hood will cede control. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got definite thoughts on all that. And then the real twist, Mike Vrabel is available. I'm going to cut right to the chase. If I'm Bob Kraft and I know that Mike Vrabel is available, I hire that guy right away. Nice knowing you, Hood. Thanks for the memories. Hit the bricks. Vrabel is different. Vrabel's a damn good coach. Vrabel was there. I think that he, I don't know, I haven't spoken to him. I bet he would love the opportunity to restore that program to prominence and glory. And he would come with a new energy, right? Like, this whole thing about Mayo being the heir apparent. Good young coach, I'm sure. But... Why would you want to continue the lineage? Why would you want to continue and find somebody else from that same hood tree when the hood tree clearly is dead and rotting and has fallen in the forest and not made a, making a sound? If you're making the decision to move on from Belichick, why would you move on to Mayo? You wouldn't. And again, in terms, I'm not being counterintuitive or hypocrite when I say Vrabel's the guy. Yeah, Rome, but isn't he from the tree? Yes. And like the only guy from the tree that's been worth a damn as a coach. If I'm Bob Kraft, I'm doing everything I can to get Vrabel in. Yeah, and maybe there's no coincidence here. I understand that Vrabel was no longer on the same page with the Titans. I understand the Titans the last couple of years had not played nearly as well to that previously. Probably was time for a change. But timing is everything. Now, for the record, in terms of the tree, Vrabel was never actually on Hood's staff. He played for him. But he was not on his staff. He's not one of those guys who wants to be hood. Vrabel is his own man. Damn good coach. 
He may be Patriot way, he may be Patriot legacy, but he's not hood man tree because you don't want to be one of those branches because all those branches end up falling to the ground. None of those guys materialize. None of those guys do well. Vrabel, a former player, is a damn good coach. One of the best coaches in the NFL. All day long, you let the hood go and you get Vrabel or do everything you can to get Vrabel because Vrabel's going to have choices. And if he wants the Pats, I make that deal in a second. Also, Ohio State. Hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. I know you saw that and you're like, that's our guy. That's our guy. That's our guy. You're not getting him. Vrabel's not going to lead the NFL for you. As much as he loves you, he's not. And you have a coach. Maybe not the coach you want right now, or maybe not the coach you loved as much previously, but the job's not open. They're not going to fire Ryan Day to hire Mike Vrabel as much as you want them to. In Ohio State, I hate to say this to you, as good as that job is, Vrabel can do better than you. He's already in the NFL. And there's some good opportunities and some good openings in the NFL. And if he wants to go back home, then I'd do that all day long. Buckeye fan, I know you want this guy. You're not getting this guy. And if I were the hood, I'd be a little more nervous right now. None of it's surprising. But it all seems pretty clear to me. 1-800-636-8686. What do you say we roll some telephone calls? Hit me on any topic you want. Let's go to Portland. Jim in Portland. You are first up. What's going on, Jim? Hey, what's up, Romy? What's up, dude? I've listened to you since April 96. I missed like 50 shows. Thanks, Terrence, for the intro. Like 5,200 shows, 15,000 hours, 90,000 times I've heard you say that phone number. You think I could remember it? However, you finally crossed the line, Rome. I'm never listening again. I think on the podium is not an appropriate place to ask, where are you going next? Weak ass journalism, reporting, come up with something new or creative. Let's talk about it the next day. Let them have their moment. All right. A couple things here, Jim. Sorry, sorry to lose you after 9 million hours over that take. Of all the things that I've said that would cause you to never listen to me ever again, that's hilarious. Of all the dramatic things I... My man, thanks for everything. Nice knowing you. Don't let the door hit you. See you tomorrow. That's not what was asked. That was not what was asked. It was a softball. It was cute. It was clever. It was my man Andy Staples saying, would you like to win a Super Bowl? By the way, we already know the answer to that. He's on record as saying that he would like to win a Super Bowl. And when you say to me, hey, Rome, I've listened to you since 1996. I've logged eight zillion hours. Fair. Okay. Have you watched even five minutes of sports? This is how it goes. It's the media's job to answer the, ask the question. He can answer it any way he wants, but it's their job to ask the question. And let me help you out with something else. Let me tell you why they asked the question. One, he just hired an NFL agent. Two, he has tried repeatedly to get back to the NFL. 
Three, he's already coached in the NFL and coached successfully in the NFL. It's not the media's job to have him enjoy the moment, nor did the media rip that moment from him. They didn't disrespect him. They do their job. Oh, and one more thing. Another reason that came up, there is a big fat extension sitting on his desk from Michigan, which he has not signed. All fair questions and all factoring into this. Did you just say to me, you're never going to listen to me ever again because I said that the media asked him the question and it was a legit question? Really? Dude, you're blocking me over that. Man, I've said so many more offensive things than that. But you do you. That was not unfair because of all these things. Oh, and the six-game suspension. Oh, and the NCAA is still investigating. Oh, and the fact that he doesn't have anything else to prove there, but does still have something to prove in the NFL. Why do you lock on on these things? Don't ask him. Don't ask him. Ask him tomorrow. Don't ask him now. They're always asked in that moment. And it's always kind of awkward, but it's part of the gig. It's part of the job. Do you think for a second that guy didn't know that question was coming? Of course. I just want to enjoy this. Go ahead and enjoy it. That question, especially posed as it was, was not in any way taking away from the moment or not allowing you to enjoy it. Believe me, he enjoyed it. And he should. And he should. Come on, man. My man. You did everything except give me your age, which would have got you run. That's one of the new rules. If you state your age on this show, and I thought that he would when he started to run down the math. I've listened to you since 1996, and I've logged 8 zillion hours, and I'm 108 years old. I couldn't do that, though. (laughs) Of all the things to be offended by, let him have his moment. Let him have his moment. He knew it was coming. You have to ask the question. And then answer it any way you want. But because of all the reasons I mentioned, that's why they asked the question. Oh, and by the way, he's going. All right? He's not staying. Let's go to Cleveland, Jeff. Good to have you on the show, Jeff. How are you? Hey, good afternoon, Romy. What's up? What's up? Hey, I'm a Buckeye alum and Buckeye fan for many a years. I'm not going to be like the previous caller and say years. Uh, you just you just broke my heart though, because that was what I wanted to talk to you about when you were talking about breathing uh, some fresh air into a program. Come on home to your alma mater, Mike. Breathe some fresh air down there, so we can get rid of Coach Finesse. I mean uh, Ryan Day, and re uh, reinstate the mental and physical toughness that's been missing since Pervin Liar left there. Ryan Day's got to go, Jim. We will not be able to compete with the team up north as long as Coach Finesse is running the program down there. I'm out. I hear you, my man. Rack him. Here's the thing. Rack him! (laughs) Ohio State, it's not a good day for you. I know it's not. I know it's not. I know watching what you saw last night was not good for you. But then the roller coaster ride takes a different dip. Then you realize, you roll out and you see this on the X, like, hey, Mike Vrabel is available. 
Vrabel is the answer to all of our dreams and prayers. This is the guy that will bring back the edge. This is the guy that will bring back the physicality that we need. This is a guy that will not allow us to get punched in the mouth. So I don't want to pile on. I'm just being realistic. Like I was being realistic with Michigan man and Michigan woman and Michigan child. I'm just being realistic. I do not see Vrabel coming home. I just don't. Now, you should want him. I could see that. I think Ryan Day, I would not fire Ryan Day. I wouldn't, not yet. I would not fire Ryan Day. You have a coach. He's still recruiting. He's still recruiting well. He has to make some adjustments. There's no doubt about it. And I thought that him tearing up Lou Holtz was a bad look. Because a lot of what Lou Holtz said was true. But I'm here to tell you, as much as you want Vrabel, I don't see it happening. It seems to me the clear path is right back to Foxborough. So if Bob Kraft had a tough decision, and I'm not sure whether or not he's made that decision already, and this is not new. Kraft is no dummy. Kraft knew that things were not great with Vrabel in Tennessee, not as good as they used to be. You know that factored into this. And the hood knows. Otherwise, the hood would not be saying things like, I'm ready to cede some control. I really want to be here. You know, I don't need to call all the shots. I'd be willing to cede some control. Well, you're willing to cede anything? A guy who's never had to cede anything. Snap face. After a quarter of a century, is willing to all of a sudden now give up control. What? He's going to all of a sudden listen to somebody else. I find that very hard to believe. But why is he saying that? One, he wants to be there. Two, he clearly believes that Kraft is willing to move on. And three, he had to know that Mike Vrabel would be available. I'm taking Vrabel if I'm Kraft. Let's go to Clearwater. Mike in Clearwater. Good to have you, Mike. How are you? Hey, Jim. How's it going? You know, I've been listening since the mid-'90s, too. I went to your uh, Tampa tour stop, you know, in, in, the, in the late-'90s, early 2000s. Long-time listener, probably a gazillion hours. But I've had so many reasons to not listen to you and block you. I mean, you know, you always making fun of Hall and & Oates and saying that you don't like jazz, you know, and I stuck with those tough times for, for all those years, man. I just want to say that Michigan guy's a real kook for not hanging in there, man. Have a great day. See ya. Rack him. See, this is what I love. So this guy just said, hey, man, I've been with you through thick and thin. And believe me, man, you've pissed me off a lot of times. I've had so many reasons to block you. And then I expected like some like polarizing sports take. But that's not what he said. Man, you, you hating on Hall & Oates. I should have left you the second you did that. And I don't remember ever hating on Hall & Oates. They're hit makers, man. I just never remember which one's the short one or the tall one. And, and didn't they have a breakup themselves? Didn't that creating duo have a falling out? Anyway, aren't they suing each other? But this guy's like, hey, man, I've had so many reasons and opportunities to block you and move on. Your hatred of Hall & Oates, I don't hate them. I respect them. I like them. Your hatred for jazz? Yeah, I don't like jazz. I'll give you that. Old school jazz I don't like. I got poor, poor memories of my old man forcing me to listen to that in his car. As he drove me around on Saturdays to the lumber shop, to the nursery, 
antiquing of all things. Not only did I hate all of those things, I hated going to the nursery with my old man. For some reason, he loved it. I really hated antiquing with my old man. And I hated going to the lumber shop with the old man because that meant that the old man and I were going to do work together. And I'm going to be very straight with you. This may come as a shock. I'm not very handy. And this may come as a shock to my old man, Jay, R.I.P. Pop, who's been buried for a long time. He, he passed away. Good dude. Great dude, my, my old man. This may come as a shock to you in the afterlife, Pop. You weren't handy either. Yet there you were dragging my ass to the lumber yard to buy wood to repair fences and the like. And I'm not even talking about hard fixes. The Romes aren't handy like that. Anyway, my point is, he would drag me around on Saturdays when I had much better things to do, namely watch football. He'd say, get your ass out of the house. The sun's out, man. Let's go. You and I have work to do. I'm like, yes, sir. And not only did I do a bunch of things I didn't want to do, because I had to, get your ass to I had to be subjected to that mind-numbing 30s and 40s jazz that he used to rock in clubs back in the day. Yeah, but bro, thanks for not blocking me for that. I'm always amazed by that. Hey, man, I've had your back for 25 years. However, now I don't because of what you said. Because I said that it was fair game to ask Harbaugh after the game about his future. Dude, have you never once seen a game on any level in any sport? That is standard operating procedure. I don't know. I guess if I do this long long enough, I'm going to crack on enough things that I will eventually get to the one thing that you hate or that you really disagree with or that wrecks our relationship. Eventually, I'll get there. The breaking point for this dude was my saying that asking Jim Harbaugh about his future and not letting him enjoy it was the tipping point for that dude. My man, thanks for all the memories. Thanks for having my back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. And I'll see you tomorrow. You're not leaving over that, man. You know what that guy was like? That guy was like, I can't go for that, Jim. I can't go for that. Man, let Harbaugh have his moment. Can a guy have that? Man, you don't ask that guy about his Super Bowl aspirations when he just won a natty. I can't go for that, Rome. Just like I can't go for your show anymore, Rome. Man, it's a good thing I made that announcement about the X earlier. Go to my Twitter feed and you'll see it. Hope there's a tomorrow. There's like eight zillion eyeballs and ears on the day X. after tomorrow. All right, still ahead. Troy Paul Marlowe, but that's not until the last segment of the program. What do you want to talk about? So far, so good. 1-800-636-8686. So I got one question for you. Well, I got lots of questions for you, but starting with this one. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? 
Well, why don't we start with the fact that it's run by a family business, a family business that stands on its business, a family business which stands by quality and produces the world's finest beef jerky. Do not be fooled by other brands. All beef jerky is not the same. Make sure you choose Old Trapper. That way you can actually see the quality right through their iconic Clearview packages. Every single bite of Old Trapper is tender. It's never tough because they use just the best ingredients. From their lean strips of beef, seasoned with top quality spices, to their real wood-fired smoke, Old Trapper delivers quality in every single bite. And, of course, it comes in four mouth-watering flavors. They're all excellent. Choose the one you want. If you're not sure, just choose them all. You don't have to make a choice. They come in four-ounce bags. That way you can sample all four and decide which one you like best. And once you make up your mind, then you can load it up with the 18-ounce bag. That way there's enough for the entire team. If you do not see it, and you will, but if you don't see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. All right, so some more reaction. You have your telephone number. Use it. I like it. It's ringing. It's good. I mean, if not now, then when? There's so many good things going on. Stuck nuts in. Quote, new rule. Quit telling us how long you've been listening. Good rule. I'm not going to say you'll get run for that. You will get run if you tell me how old you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't. But when did that become a thing? Why? I mean, is that like to establish your credibility? Because it's not establishing your credibility. Not if you say to me, I've been listening for 25 years, and now I'm no longer going to listen because you won't let Jim Harbaugh enjoy his moment. You can listen for a million years, and you would lose all credibility if you make that statement. Mark in Hollywood, quote, you put down the X for one hour, and look what happens. Congrats, pimp. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. That's it, Rome. I've had your back since day one, but I have not listened since you cracked on those wrist things that bowlers wear. I wish you the best. Edward in Week Take Lake. Quote, I really want to enjoy this right now. Can a guy at least have that? Signed Bob Kraft after being approached at a Florida strip mall massage parlor about the potential of hiring Vrabel. I just want to enjoy this. Uh, Jeff CNNC. Salty Sarah doing what she does. Quote, Vrabel may be out, but he's still hot as hell. War lady clones. Sarah, I thought you were a, a Patriots fan. This could work out really well for you. Bench the salt. You could thirst and lust at him up close. Hey, Sarah, how about this? I got something for you, Sarah. What if they get Vrabel and Jimmy G back. You can empty your 401k and try and get season tickets. Hey, Jim, Michigan man can gloat all he wants, but the team will always be known for the cheating scumbags that they are. The stink ain't ever coming off that abscess. Marty in Seatown. There's definitely some of that. There's a lot of that. All right, let's go back to the phones. We go to Myrtle Beach. Anthony, good to have you. Anthony, what's up? <laughs> what's happening, Jim? What's up, dude? 
Nothing. First time caller. My issue is with the Adams family. They are destroying their franchise, killing this team. I was born an oiler. I'll die a Titan. And they're ripping our hearts right out of us. It's a cold, sad day in Nashville. All I ask is that when we go back to Patriots in 2024, we're going to stomp Rabel's ass in his new coaching facility and do not bring Arthur Smith back to Tennessee. I'm out. All right. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. All right, first things first. This is not a good day for the Titans. This is not a good weekend for the Titans. This is not a good season for the Titans. Things are not good. Did you see Derrick Henry grab the mic after that game to address all the fans, or the ones that were left? So he's gone. Mike Vrabel is gone. Again, I don't think that, that he was on the same page with the front office. There were issues. I think it started off fine. And then it wasn't fine. But losing a coach of that caliber is never a positive development. A coach in his prime. An extremely well-respected coach. A coach that players love and play hard for. He's an asset to that organization. You don't want to lose him. However, if you lose him, would you bring Arthur Smith back? Hell yes. Hell yes, Arthur Smith is available after Jameis ended him. And I'll get to Jameis because that jumped today. It did. Titans fan, props to that guy for coming in. That's what I like to hear. I want to hear from all of you. Michigan fan, Husky fan, Titan fan, Patriot fan. Playoffs about to get in the way in the NFL. So a lot of good matchups. Lots of good things to get to. Head on over to the X. Check out my post from earlier this morning. Some breaking news there, too. Troy Palomalu is going to join me in hour number three. What happened to Michael Penix Jr. last night? He picked a bad time to have a bad game. And don't get me wrong, Michigan had a lot to do with it. They pressured him. They pressured him intensely. But he picked a bad night to have a bad game. And he got busted up, and that didn't help. But that's not the guy that we were accustomed to seeing. That's not the guy that after he did what he did to Texas, everybody wanted to jump him over Caleb Williams. He was not right last night. He missed open throws. In fact, none of them were right last night. He missed open throws. There were uncharacteristic drops. There were really dumb penalties. You know, on the big stage, they did not play their best game. In fact, I would argue they played probably their worst game. And Michigan did what they had to do. We knew going into that game that Michigan was going to run the hell all over them. What I didn't expect was Michigan to average 19 yards a carry in the first quarter. I was shocked. I even put it out on the X. I posted, I can't believe this is a one-score game going into halftime. That game was over at the end of the first quarter. Yet they hung around. They hung around. They made some adjustments, and they had their chances. So how do you view Michigan's win? Tainted? Asterisk? Or none of this matters because they're the best team top to bottom and they earned it. I'm just asking where you come out. Colin Prescott, quote, I stopped listening to you, Rome, when you said every daughter should get into porn. 
Signed, Boo in Syracuse. Actually, Carl, that's not what I said. What's going on, man? Don't even do it. That's not what I said. Why, why are you constantly twisting my words? I said back then, back then, way back then, that every father wants their daughter to get into porn. And that's when Bill in Syracuse lost his mind. And I probably lost him forever on that. What's going on, man? I don't know. What's going on with you, Bill? I don't know. Why don't you go ask, go ask Alex? Uh, global warming? Uh, what's going on? What's going on is Kirsty Alley getting global warming. Uh, what's going on, man? What's going on is we're doing a hell of a show here. What's going on here is you have an opportunity to get up in here and say essentially whatever you want, as long as it does not relate to the JN. I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it. All right, let's do a short timeout. When we come back, I want to get into the Pats. And you know what? I want to talk more about Jameis because the reaction continues. There was a really strong reaction yesterday. No, check that. Two days ago after he did what he did, although he would argue that I didn't do anything. We all did it. As you might imagine, the old heads and the coaches hate it. And his teammates love it. You've got all sorts of teammates saying, Jameis is my favorite teammate ever. So I want to get into that topic once again, too. Stay with it. Here is your sports update. Here is Rich Ackerman. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. I actually want to hear from you, Titans fan. Do you agree with that last caller? Do you want Arthur Smith back or not? Or are you afraid that if you bring him back, you're going to get more of the same? The same as what you saw in the ATL. Personally, I'm a big Arthur Smith guy. And I know this. He can't win without a quarterback. Now, in Will Levis, he may have a player. I might be in the minority. You Titan fans might feel differently. I'm about angry Arthur. I like him going back to Tennessee. But as a Tennessee fan, as a Titan fan, you're more invested. Do you want this guy or not? Who would you like to see coach your team? If you can get over the shock that Mike Vrabel just left your team. Which is a bad day for you. Did you know Discover wants everybody to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability. That means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. All right, so if ever there was a topic that was built to jump a day in the jungle, it's Jameis Winston going rogue on Dennis Allen and faking a kneel down to get his buddy a tutty. I mean, yes, to me, it's still incredible. It's still incredible 48 hours later. You know why it's still incredible 48 hours later? It will always be incredible. And if you thought another 24 hours was going to sober anybody up or make anybody on the Saints regret it or apologize for it, then you thought all wrong. Because the Saints are apologizing for absolutely nothing. Take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. And they're doubling down on it. 
which somehow makes it even funnier. They're leaning in. Now to recap. They tried to ask Dennis Allen, the head coach, if they could run that play at the end of the game. If you missed it for whatever reason, you've been under a rock, the game was over, it was a beatdown, it was a blowout of one of their arch rivals, and Dennis Allen sent Jameis Winston in for victory formation to knee it out and end the game. They said, hey coach, can't we get Jamal a TD? He doesn't have one yet. And they said, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So they run onto the field, they huddle up, and they decide to do it anyway. In other words, the players overruled the head coach. Then You don't see that very often. The players overruled the head coach. Then the head coach came out for the post game and said the play was, quote, not acceptable. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. Okay. Well, know this, coach. Your team overruled you again yesterday. Because it seemed like the Saints all came out to make sure that the entire world knew that it absolutely was acceptable. That it is the way they operate. The rest of the Saints wanted the world to know that they agree with me. That that play was arguably the greatest thing ever. My dude Cam Jordan. All right, now there's a guy that everybody admires. Everybody respects. Cam Jordan. He supported Jameis on the X by saying he was uplifting a teammate. Emotional Derek Carr was asked if he was concerned with the overrule and undermining of the head coach. And he said he actually was not emotional about it at all. He said he had no concern about it and that the players want to take care of their own guys. And sometimes there's just not much that the coaches can do about that. Hey, which, by the way, is true. That is true. In this case, there wasn't a damn thing that Dennis Allen could have done about it short of running onto the field and kneeing it out himself. That's a big reason to me why this is so hilarious. It was the last play of the season. Jameis is in the last year of his contract, which means there wasn't a damn thing that Dennis Allen could have done to stop that. Except not send Jameis out there to take a knee that you knew he didn't want to take and was never going to take. Like, in other words, Dennis, my guy, how did you not know that was going to happen? You're going to ask Jameis Winston, of all guys, to go out there for only one play, to knee it out, out of respect to a hated rival when they're on the one-yard line And there's a free touchdown to be had. Jameis Winston was just going to do that. On what planet? In what world? The hell he was. To paraphrase my dude, Evil Knievel, do you know who the hell he is? You know who the hell I am? Who the hell Jameis is? But that wasn't all the praise that Jameis got. Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, also tweeted their support. Xed it. Juwan Johnson called him his favorite teammate ever. Even former teammates were coming out of the woodwork to back this guy, like Mark Ingram. Check this out from at Mark Ingram II. Quote, Jameis Winston is a real one, true professional, selfless, and an extremely hard worker. This notion that he went rogue is trash. If anything, it shows the love that he has for his teammates. He is my brother. 
one of my favorite teammates. Brother. You are better after spending time with Jabu. Hey, here's the other thing. Why is nobody talking about this? He didn't call his own number. He didn't call his own number. He didn't get himself to six. He didn't do the Trevor Lawrence reach over. He didn't call his own number. He wanted to get somebody else the tutty. So I don't doubt any of what I'm hearing. The notion that he went rogue is not trash. It's what happened. What's trash is thinking that he did it on his own. They did all want it. At first he said, hey, you got a problem with me? You got a problem with the whole team because the whole team wanted it. And initially I did say, hey, Jameis, I mean, I know 11 guys wanted it, but the whole team? But a day later, it sounds like the whole team wanted it, which makes it even more hilarious. It's one of the greatest things ever. They all went rogue. It's not trash, the notion. It's actually true. They did go rogue. They undermined their head coach. Hell, they didn't undermine him. They disrespected him and ignored him. They did whatever the hell they wanted. He said after the game right away, this is unacceptable. And then they overruled him and disrespected him again, saying, no, he did the right thing. It's so incredible. These guys are saying, not only did he do the right thing, he's my favorite teammate ever. More than one person, reputable guys, likable guys, respectable guys said, you don't get it. This is my favorite teammate ever. He's a great leader. He puts in the work. Jimmy Graham said it. And Jimmy Graham also said, F the Falcons. Let's not forget, the two sides hate each other. So I don't point out to say that I've got a problem with this. Just the opposite. I point out that it's incredible. I said it yesterday and I'm saying it again right now. It's amazing. It was an incredible thing. Look, I know, I know some of you were rubbed the wrong way by it. I know not all of you were on board with me yesterday for thinking that it was so funny and the best thing ever. I had a night to sleep on it. And it's even funnier today than it was yesterday. I had a night to sleep on it, and it's even better today than it was yesterday. So I just want to let you all know that I am not alone on this. The entire Saints locker room seems to be with me. And if any of them objected to it, I haven't heard it yet. None of them have stepped forward to say, you know what, Coach is right. We can't have that. It's like everybody who's ever played with Jameis is with me. Just like Jameis said after the game, if you disagree with me on this, you're not just disagreeing with me, you're disagreeing with the entire team. And you know, I shouldn't even paraphrase the legend. The dude can speak for himself. Listen to some of this genius. When he was approached by the media, the old school, old head media and said, dude, what was that all about? Here's how he explained it. Alvin, can you indulge me? Well, I apologize to D.A. because the play was was victory. Uh, But I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And uh, and I think when you have a team morale, and I ask the guys, I say, guys, like, what do you you want to do? We know how much Jamal means to this team. And and I understood from D.A.'s perspective. So I I, I give him that. But D.A. didn't condone that at all. You know, he he didn't. However, uh, we decided as a team to do it. And 
man, we got an interception to the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so if if, if, if we would have scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? Right. You know, so. Uh, Tyron wasn't in on it, was he? <laughs> no, Tyron was not, not in it. <laughs> no, uh, like it was it was a, it was an I mean, offensive I mean, team stopping discussion. The, stopping uh, the one. However, when you when you return the ball to the one yard line and you have that opportunity. We just had that opportunity and uh and we decided. Do you think it's the kind of thing though that is forgotten fairly quickly or you know hopefully I mean? not. I think it should be forgotten, especially when the score is already forty one seventeen. Uh so I, I, my I don't man, know my how, man, let me jump in. See now a lot of what he says is really funny. He's like, it should be forgotten. The score was already forty one to seventeen. My man, that's why it's never gonna be forgotten. Because the score was already forty one to seventeen. But again, I'm fine with it. It was hilarious. Now, that said, I understand why Arthur Smith was not fine with it. I understand why the Falcons were not fine with it. Clays Campbell, I mentioned it yesterday, Clays Campbell reportedly said to them when they lined up or right before they lined up, hey, are you guys going to run it in? Are you going to run it in or are you going to go in victory formation? And either they lied or they said nothing. But that... Again, this is what makes the whole thing so hilarious to me. They were so intent on getting their guy a tutty. But they didn't line up and run it in. They deked them. They deked them to get him his tutty. And they made it sound like, hey, send that ball to Canton. That was a really significant touchdown. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm the only one in the room with a sense of humor. It was hilarious. It was so funny. It's still so funny. I mean, I came out of that saying to myself, we have a horse that we have to name. I may name that horse Famous Jameis. Don't act like you clones wouldn't all of a sudden be excited about and interested in horse racing if I named our jungle racing horse, our colt, Famous Jameis. My partner in jungle racing, Famous Jano, might not like that. All right, third hour's coming up. We are still open. What do you come out on this? Like... (laughs) I thought it was incredible. The players thought it was incredible. And the old heads and the coaches hated it, as you'd expect. You're in the jungle. I'm Jim Rome. Two hours down, hour number three. Straight ahead. Do not go anywhere.